Hello, welcome to episode 129 of The Nerd Out. I am Lisa. I'm Ed's Pete. We're girls, we nerd out, and you should follow us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. You can email us, info at thenerdout.com. We have a website, thenerdout.com, where we stream our episodes. We have show notes, cool links to cool stuff, pretty pictures for those of you who are not big readers. Um, and yeah, you should follow us. Check us out. We're here. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we're here. First episode of 2021's first yep, episode. It's the first, it's the first episode. Monday was a, or Monday, January was a busy, uh, <laughs> January was a busy month. It did feel like one really long Monday. Yeah. Like the worst Monday <laughs> ever. Like there were some highlight highlights and yep, some yep. very low lows. Yep. I did, uh, I did my annual whole 30 in January. Yes. So no booze, no sugar, no grains, no, no dairy, no legumes, no fun. Are you on it still? Nope. I, I ended. Um, I, uh, I broke it the evening of the 30th cause we ended up having to travel at the last minute and we were somewhere and I was like, fuck it. I'm eating a burger. How was that for you? It's pretty delicious. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> the first, and I had a beer. I was like, oh, yeah, this is pretty good. <laughs> um, but, it, you know, I have to say, the more I do Whole30, the easier it becomes. Oh, nice. Do you think like you could ever make it a lifestyle change? No, because I like, um, you know, I can, I can sort of eat like that 85% of the time. Mm. But, like, every once in a while, I want to have a piece of chocolate, or I want to have some cheese, or I want to have some beans, or grains, or whatever, some booze. So, Moderation. Yeah, I I guess moderation is the key. Um, I really thought that I was like, oh, I could could keep going, and I kind of wanted to keep going for another couple weeks, but it was because we were traveling, and I was like, it is... It's really hard. It's hard to like travel in like a big city and do it. But when you're traveling out in the sticks, impossible. Impossible. Yeah. Yeah. That makes so, sense. Yeah. So for the last time we uh, did an episode was December, end of December. Uh, yeah. People are asking, what's up with the rooster? What's the, what's Cockwatch 2021's yeah. now? Cockwatch. Cockwatch 2021. So some of you might remember that there was this like rooster that was out deep in the forest that we saw when we were hiking and I was taking him food and stuff like that. Um, I went to go see him a couple, three weeks ago and he was and he didn't come when I called and I left some food and I haven't been back. And I think because I'm a little scared to go back to to know the truth. Yeah, it looked like other people had left some food, too, so I don't think it's just me. Um, but, yeah, he didn't come when I called, so I should probably go back one more time. Yeah. See if, see if he can – if he can make it through the end of February, it'll start to warm up in March, and, you know, then he'll have, like, I don't know, wild chicken food to eat, bugs and yeah. lizards or whatever. Um, and there'll be more people and who knows what will happen. Um, but yeah, I mean, a little, a little uneventful. He was, I, I did go see him quite a bit, like through over the holidays. Okay. Um, I would, you know, make little detours to go up and see him, but, uh, yeah, maybe I'll do that today. It is president's day after all. And I have some free time this afternoon. Yeah. Let us know. Keep us updated for sure. Yeah, he's uh, a good little sister. What what else we got going on over here, Ti? Um, you know, when I am doing Whole Thirty, I'm generally like I read a lot. I do a lot of like kind of boring shit that boring people do. Um, and so I just wanted to say that one thing I've been really into lately is tea. I've been nerding out hardcore on tea. I am a tea drinker. I do not drink coffee anymore, much to my dismay, but it's just too hard on my stomach. And um, a friend of I, my go-to tea is Adagio tea, A-D-A-G-I-O. Excuse, excuse. Yeah. It is so good. It is the best tea. I got a bunch of people that I work with hooked on it now who weren't big tea drinkers, and they're like, holy shit, this is delicious tea. I'm like, <laughs> I know, right? And um, and then some other friends recommended a tea by a dude called Stephen Smith. 
Um, he dead now. But oh. he, he started Stash Tea and then Tazo Tea. And then, like, sold the companies and made a billion dollars. Oh. And then just had this, like, sort of small tea company out of Portland that was his passion project called Stephen Smith Tea. And uh, I have been enjoying some of the Stephen Smith tea. Quite delicious. I'm a big breakfast tea person. Okay. I like a black tea, an English breakfast, maybe an Earl Grey. Um, and they have a lot mm-hmm. of really good ones. So, And my friend said that the reason that I was intrigued is they were like, it is the best peppermint tea you've ever had in your life. Ooh. And I was like, I don't know that I've ever cared all that much about peppermint tea. And they were like, no, you will once you try it. Ooh. Um, so, Expensive yeah. or what are we talking about? Yeah, it's 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 not cheap. It's um, I I think that probably a box with um fifteen or twenty tea bags is probably fifteen bucks. Yeah, you I'm know, on the like, site right now. Yeah, it's twelve ninety nine for the tea for the peppermint because I want yeah. I love peppermint tea, so I was gonna it maybe will, get I'll some. Send, I'll send you a couple so you can try it. Okay, but it, it's probably like a buck a tea bag, which is not terrible in my mind. No, not too bad. Could be worse. Um, so yeah, I've been drinking a lot of tea, a lot of herbal tea, a lot of like caffeine and non-caffeine tea, a lot of weird kinds of tea I've never tried before. Mm. You know, kind of weird blends. So tea, if you were a tea drinker, check out Stephen Smith and Adagio and Mm. then, um, hit a sister up and we'll talk about tea. Yeah. I'm going to check out Adagio next and then I'll see. I'll see what, what the... I mean, because for me, it's it's decaf, de, you know, has to be caffeine yeah. free. So I'm kind of limited. Um, but I like Tazo. I mean, before he sold it, like I like Tazo teas. Adagio will blow your mind with all of the like amazing herbal teas that they have. Okay. And I can recommend a couple that yes. are extra good. Okay. Sweet. Yeah. Sweet. I'm on. Yeah. It's on and popping. Um, so tea. That's what I've been into. Tea, nerding out on teas. If you have yep. any tea questions, hit <laughs> TI up for the teas. Yeah, T T I. So let's get into television. Yeah. What are we watching? It's been, been a while, been so watch- what have you been watching? I'm sure we have we have a huge list actually right here. Yeah. And this is um this probably doesn't even capture the last like week of TV that I've been watching. Um I finished, I, I updated and finished Cobra Kai. Oh, nice, nice. What do we think? So that was that was good. Um, you know, it, it's like it is such a it's such a formula that's like everything's great, and then one person like does something, does one thing that they shouldn't do, and then it like you know the wheel turns, and it's like, <laughs> oh great, now you're gonna go to this sensei, and that's gonna <laughs> fuck everything up. Or you're going to take on this student or you're going to like, you know, make an overture to this person. And yeah, so you're just like, it's incredibly formulaic. I do find um, the star Johnny to be like so interesting and fun and like so well written and hilarious and just like, like, you know, all of the 80s references for him and how he's like so (laughs) clueless. There's this one thing in the most recent season where... He's trying to like reconnect and he wrote this like really heartfelt message. And then he's like on Facebook to somebody and then he deleted it and was like, um, I'm good. You, <laughs> he was like, that's way cooler. And you're like, no, like he just does dumb stuff. And then he, when he didn't hear back from the person, he was like, how long does it take a Facebook message to get, to get to Colorado? <laughs> he has no he idea. Has no idea. So, um, I, I really enjoy Cobra Kai. Do you watch that? Yeah, I finished it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. good. Um, I knew that you had been watching it. I didn't know if you watched oh, the yeah, most recent. Oh, yeah, I finished it. Um, and that person that we're talking about, how good does she look? Like, ridiculously good. I mean, she looked good <laughs> in The Boys. And I was like, is she going to show up in this? And when I saw her, I was like, yes. And she looks amazing. Ranger Ted has a big crush on her, so he was very excited. He had, he was he was way over Cobra Kai, and then um, she was on, and he was like, mm, "I'll watch a couple episodes." <laughs> the ones that she's in, yeah, uh-huh. she looks great. Um, yeah. yeah, it's it's a great it's a great thing. But one thing me and some friends have been talking about is uh, Ralph Macchio. Like, how do you not know how to act now? Like, you were a great actor in the movies, and now you suck. Yeah. 
Yeah, I mean, I like I'll keep watching it when they have more seasons. Like, yeah. God bless them. Yeah, but um, it's definitely like background shit. Yeah, I mean, it's fun. I love it. It's like you, you know, I think it. It's nostalgic and how they incorporate all that stuff is great. Just a good story, uh-huh. you know. Um, but yeah, it's like, dude, you like when they when they show scenes from the old movies. It's like, uh-huh. look at your face. You're acting, Ralph Macchio. <laughs> Like what happened? <laughs> has he has he had work done? I don't know. Because sometimes that makes people unable to act. Maybe. I mean, he always looked hella young. Yeah, yeah, that's true. So I think it's he did genetic. Really young. Yeah. So I don't know, but he he sucks as an actor. Um. Okay. What else? So Cobra Kai done. Um, I'm a little behind the times, but I did tr- check out a few episodes of Doom Patrol. Um, are you on the Doom Patrol tip? No, I've heard good things about it, but I was just kind of taking a break. The tone reminds me, the tone in all of it reminds me, like, kind of strangely, I mean, it's similar but different, of Umbrella Academy. Mm -hmm. So, um, that might be kind of up your alley. Um, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not familiar almost at all with the source material, like, never read the comics. Um, and it was okay. Mm. I didn't love it, but people love it. People yeah, like we'll see. online were all like, oh my God, Doom Patrol is so great. Um, and then, uh, there is another show on HBO Max called Warrior. Yeah. Uh, it's the, it was a project that Bruce Lee wanted to do, but they told him like, you could never do this because nobody wants to watch an, an Asian male in a lead role. Ridiculous. And um, I, it's it, and so it basically it like languished. It kind of turned into kung fu, and then um, somebody picked this back up, um, Warrior. And so it's interesting. Have you watched it? Yes, because Lilium, a friend on here, she, Lilium and Hannah, who's been on here as well, love it. We're like, and then a lot of people are all about it on Twitter. So yeah. I watched a couple of episodes, haven't finished season one, and I was like, oh, there's yeah. some good-looking motherfuckers on the show, but yeah. I wasn't in, I don't think I was in the right space to be like, <gasps> consume, and yeah. so it's kind of like on my list to finish up at some point. Yeah, uh, I work with somebody who was like, oh my god, I can't get enough of Warrior, it's my favorite thing, it's like my whole life. And I watched probably four or five episodes, and, like, the fight scenes are great, and the people are fun to look at, but it just, it wasn't really connecting for me. Yeah. Yeah. Um, But I think, like, the subject matter is fascinating. San Francisco, um, around the turn of the century into the 1900s, um, and it's, like, Chinese laborers and things like that who've been brought over, and then they get... Um, you know, pulled into gangs and working in shitty living conditions and, like, um, the Chinese gangs and all. It's really, it's very interesting. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, it, you know, it, it's, it's, it's kind of, like, background eye candy. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and then uh, things that I have enjoyed watching, did you watch the Night Stalker documentary on Netflix? Yes, I didn't think I was going to. I was like, I don't want to watch that. But then I, I didn't. Wa- okay, I was gonna watch it at night, and then I was like, nope, can't do that, because yep. I remember, yep, uh, being little and hearing like, oh, he might be in San Diego, so yep. we couldn't. It was in the summer, and we. Could- I remember I was staying at my cousin's house in downtown San Diego by the drug dealer's house and I was we would go on walks because it was summertime and then they were like you have to come in before it's dark like nobody and it was like we were shook and you can't like leave any windows open so you're just gonna have to swelter inside because everybody knew it came in through windows yes so I so then I finally watched it because the supernatural bear and I we do the sleepover thing on the weekend. So he'll sleep with me. And then um, Papa Bear will sleep in the guest room. So we have like a change of scenery since we've been in fucking the house for a fucking year. Yeah. yeah. So um, so I was like, oh, I'll watch it while he's asleep next to me. So I'm not alone. Yeah. <laughs> so I watch some of it in the day and then some of it at night, but only when I'm by somebody or it's daytime. 
So yeah, I watched all of it. Your thoughts? Um, I thought it was really well done. Mm-hmm. Um, it, I thought it, it really captured like the music and the like video and stuff that they showed. It really captured like LA in particular mm-hmm. in like the early eighties. Um, it was, I thought it was really well done. Um, people that I spoke to, as soon as I've watched it, the, uh, Papa Bear, Meosito didn't watch it, but I'm like telling him all this shit. And he was like, what? I go, did you know? Cause I didn't know. And he was like, no. He, and then I've asked other friends and they said the same thing that they never knew. But watching the documentary, it wasn't information that they let out because i know he was evil right and now he was a serial killer but i didn't know he did all that shit to the kids and to that many kids like did you know that when we were kids i would have been even more fucking freaked out yeah no uh uh-uh the kid stuff like that was that was definitely new to me and just like i knew that he had killed people but i didn't realize i mean he killed a lot of people he killed a lot of mother and he did like he did unspeakable things to the kid. I think that's the things to the kids. And that girl, I was just like, dude, she is a fucking, she's a warrior. Like, you know, when the cops were like, I, we had to walk out, we lost it. When she was like, I'll testify. Cause she was like, I'll testify. Cause I don't want him to do this to any other kids. And then that's when they they started crying. The, the the detective started crying, and they were like, "Let's not take this to trial, and because to save the kids, that's why we yeah. never heard about it." Yeah, I didn't know. It was awful. It was awful. And I was just like, "She was like, I'm fine. I have family, and this and that." And I was like, "Fuck," to live through it, and then years later, to have to talk about it again. Well, that was that was one thing that we were a little mystified by was a lot of like the photos and the interviews and stuff. Like people didn't have to do, they didn't have to share that shit. Exactly. So we were like, why would somebody like reopen those wounds at this point? And I was like, maybe they just like want kind of a, a truthful portrait of what happened with like the crime. And I, I don't know, maybe crime scene photos and stuff are public domain at this point. But it, it did seem like a lot of people, I would have been like, nope, not talking about that. I am fucking done with that part of my life. Yeah. But maybe it was because we didn't, the, the world didn't know about the kids. Yeah. And didn't know that part. Well, and the kids were pretty bad, but I was, I was probably equally shaken by like the elderly women that he like brutally raped and tortured and then killed and stuff. I was like, how can you do that to like an 80 year old woman? Like, Dude. I, yeah, it's the only bummer is that he's not still alive so that people can take turns killing him because it would be my pleasure to do so. Yeah. And, and he died, right? Cancer and shit. And it's like, I hope he's in some fucked up place because he was so evil. It seems like if there is a hell, he would like it there. Yeah, that's true. Do you know what I'm saying? And Uh then they show his history and then so... Miosita and I had a long conversation in the middle of the night when I was when I finished. I was like, so we talked about him and we talked about Jeffrey Jack. Because I was like obsessed with serial killers, right? And yeah. like college times when my 20s, I was obsessed. So much so that my first job out of college, I was a photo editor. So we did slides. So I looked at slides all day and it was mostly for um academic books. Uh-huh, uh-huh. So, you know, it'd be like pictures of people doing stuff, but it was sometimes it would be serial killers and they had like a picture of him at in in um a close up of him in courtroom. So those ladies I worked for are bitches. So I stole some some slides and that was one of the slides that I stole was because it was it's a picture that you know we didn't have internet back then it was just starting so it wasn't a a photo of him that was readily available so I took it but then like years later one of the many moves I was purging I was like I don't want this fucking shit like do you know what I'm saying and it's not because I'm not like those girls that they show like I don't want to fuck any of these guys I've just for me it's fascinating their history, how did they get to that point, right? So for uh-huh. for the Night Stalker, you see they show 
it's really I think they do a really good job of not romanticizing him. Really, it's a point of view of the detectives and and the victims, right? It just kind of stating it the facts, and then but they do sh- talk about him a little bit and talk about his history and how fucked up he was, like the violence he saw, the da da da. So it's like some people I feel like are born no matter what in- environment, but like what to what extent or how much do love and and attention and affection do they have to get so that they don't (laughs) break and do this like jeffrey dahmer like if he's born in another era where homosexuality isn't so much of a thing or if maybe he's born in another era and he's also born in another city where it's not that big of a you know stigma and he's in a loving relate in a loving family where they look after him and he feels safe and he feels loved does he still become Jeffrey Dahmer because he's an extreme it's fat it's just fascinating to me um mm-hmm. so yeah I don't know shit like that that's why I was obsessed I'd read everything yeah. and I'd watch everything and but well, I, I, I mean, I know that true crime is, is a big thing right now, so it's not like we're dropping some, like, fucking out-of-left-field <laughs> recommendation on people. But I thought, I mean, I thought it was really well done. It was great, like, the footage and the music and all of it. Like, it really was a slice of life in, like, Southern California in the early 80s. Yeah. And then also, I, I think that the visual, the map... Yes. Yeah. Like the visual, a lot of like the graphic elements that they used in so, it were so really on point. Cool. Cause you're like, yeah. oh, you see, he didn't give a fuck. He was like, brr, 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 like all over the place. Nowhere yeah. was safe. But the wasn't the crazy thing is that how close he was getting to the deaths he was getting to people on the team. Yeah. Like next door to homegirl who does forensics. Yeah. Coincidence or not? I know. And they never said, like, not a coincidence. Or they never said, like, they were like, oh, how strange that it was next door. I was like, really? Is it? (laughs) Exactly. Like, was it intended for that that lady or was it intended for, like, only because she had a party and a bunch of people were out of house that he didn't hit her up? Yeah, no, I was like, there is no way that it's a coincidence that the woman, that a woman who's your next door neighbor, no way. And that you had a bunch of people over who stayed the night. And like, that's why, you know, that's why he didn't come in. Thank you for, thank you for pointing that out. Cause when I was watching it, I was like, that seems far too coincidental what? to be coincidental. And then, and then, and then the, the detective, the Latino one, mm-hmm. his wife was like, what? It's down the street. Peace. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm Audi. Which I would have been the same way. I'd have been like, this is too close. Like, he's down. She she knew what was up. She was like, it's down the street. I'm not staying in this motherfucking house. He knows you're the fucking detective for it. The lead detective. Yeah. One of the lead detectives. So I don't think that was a coincidence. Mm-mm. No, no. There was, yeah. It was a good one, though. Four episodes, I think. Yeah, it, yeah. Quick and easy. Boom, boom, boom. Yeah. Watch it. We recommend. What else? Um, Lupin. Ah, I haven't seen it yet. It's on my list. Lupin is great. Um, Here is my hot tip for Lupin. Lupin is a French um, adventure drama and about revenge and things like that. It's kind of based on the the French version of Sherlock Holmes. Mm. And uh, it's dubbed. So what you need to do is go into your little settings when you're watching it. And you go back to French and you ask for subtitles. Yeah. That's your hot tip, everybody. That's the hot tip, dude. Hot the tip. Dubbing, the dubbing is um, very different from the subtitles. And so, and I don't know, my French isn't good enough to be able to follow along, but the dubbing was, I don't know why I find dubbing so annoying. I always thought that it was annoying that people were annoyed by dubbing. I was like, get over it. And now I'm annoyed by it. <laughs> So, yeah, but Lupin, Lupin was fun. Um, it would be fun, I think, probably for for kids in some ways. I mean, mm. maybe not quite as young as Supernatural Bear, mm. but, um, you adults. know, kind of, yeah, a little swashbuckling. 
Um, and then the my final thing that we have been watching that I absolutely adore and recommend to everyone is a TV show called Sexy Beasts. I'm not knowing. And it is on, it is on Tubi, which um, on Firestick, you can just get Tubi. Yeah. Um, Sexy Beasts. It's from like 2014. It is one season. It was on the BBC. It is a reality dating program okay. where they put a ton of makeup on people to dress them up like monsters. And they go, <laughs> what? <"Like> this. <laughs> what? And they have a really funny, um, like, really funny commentator who, like, you know, provides a little, like, oh, now we're going to have a, a date with so-and-so. And, like... It's I don't know if it's because it's British and there's a there's a streak. Ranger Ted disagrees with me, but I think that there is a streak of meanness in it that makes me laugh because I oh. like mean fun. So there is definitely a streak of making fun of people a little bit because a lot of these people are really dumb. But then like and you think that you know what they look like and then they take all of the monster makeup off and you're like, oh no way. <laughs> I we watch it and laugh so hard. And like I feel like I'm a pretty I, I'm a pretty rough crowd when it comes yeah, to, to laugh LOL shit. television. Yeah. LOL TV. This is for me probably like a seven out of ten for LOL TV. Wow. I'm looking at the thing right now. I've never heard of it in my life. Um the <laughs> the makeup is like movie quality. Oh yeah. The makeup's great. <laughs> It, I am telling you, like, if you need something light to, like, just cap off your day, and it's perfect because, like, the episodes are, like, 25 minutes long. Oh, yeah. So, you, oh, my gosh, and I just pulled it up. Netflix is remaking it. Oh, Shut thank, up. Thank you, Jesus. <laughs> um, But it is, like, it's just, like, your perfect aperitif where you just need something a little light and you want to laugh and you, like, don't want to be thinking about it, anything <laughs> heavy-duty before you go to bed. I am telling you, we we have two episodes left and we're like, oh, we can't bear to watch them because then it's <laughs> be done. over. But now you know Netflix is remaking them. Netflix is, God bless you, Netflix. If I so, remember, uh, I'm going to watch it while, I think it's a good, for me, a perfect thing to watch while I'm cooking. Yes, it's great for that. And yes, you will have... Oh, I can't wait. You will have some laughs. Some of these people... At one point, um, Ranger Ted turned to me and he was like, I guess I just always thought that people in England were smarter because of the accent. <laughs> I was like, yeah, no. Don't let it fool you. Don't let the accent fool you. Maybe like, maybe overall, but yeah, no, there's plenty <laughs> of ding-dongs. Sexy beast. That's hilarious. Yeah. I can't wait. So... Yeah, that that has been our. Um, I can't even call it a guilty pleasure. It has been our our not at all guilty pleasure, and we have been telling everyone <laughs> to watch it because it's so fun. And like, I don't love reality. Sometimes a, a reality dating program is done really well, but for the most part, I don't like them enough that I would tell other people to watch them. Yeah, but this one, <laughs> this one. All right, I'm excited. Sexy beast. Yeah. Yeah, so that's, I think that's most of the stuff. We've done some movies, but I'll save those. Why don't you tell me what TV you've been watching? Have you even started WandaVision? Watch the first episode. Um, Ranger Ted knows nothing about the Marvel Universe. So for him, he was kind of like, I don't get it. Like, this is not really compelling to me. So I figure I will watch it. Yes. Um, and probably just try to binge it myself. Okay, perfect. We have three episodes left. Um, I know. It, I want to. I want to catch up. I hear that there's been like one big twist slash reveal something. Yes. It's, it is so good, and I love that it's. You know, we're back on the like the Mandalorian tip once a week, but be more than the Mandalorian because there's so many what ifs. It's water cooler time. It's, uh -huh. And and you know the the supernatural the bears aren't watching this with me, so I don't gotta wait. So I've been watching it. At twelve oh one on on Friday morning, <laughs> because <laughs> because it gets spoiled. We're at a really good part where shit's like spoiled on the tip top on the Twitter. Yeah, I know. You I know? have to really so, so I watch. I've been watching it at that time now, and then um, Ginger Snapper Shane Jessup and I will text, and then I see what's on what the new the newest theories are on the tip top, and then Saturdays. 
Fat Man Beyond, Kevin Smith, and Mark Bernadine. Ber- Ber- I forget his last name. Um, yeah, Bernadine, I think. Bernadine. Uh, they nerd out about it. Uh-huh. And they're also, what's cool is because it's live. So if I don't catch it live on Saturday, I'll listen to it like on Monday when they post it, but you could watch mm-hmm. it live or like an hour later, watch the video of them. T- they're, they're Skyping because of, of lockdown, but they'll also have chat. So like they'll have their own theories and then people in the chat will bring up their own theories. They'll be like, Oh, that's great. Da-da-da. Like it's like what we're all at the water cooler. Yeah. Talking the digital about water it. cooler. The digi- yeah. The virtual water cooler. And it's been so much fun. Fridays are back. You know what I'm saying? Before it was like, oh, the Mandalorian. Now it's like, okay, WandaVision. So many Easter eggs, so many things. And I don't, you know, I didn't read the comics, but to, to see how it all connects, I was like, the people that put all this shit together, so fucking good, dude. So good. So I recommend, but I'm excited that you get to like binge it. Yeah, I need to do that. Maybe I'll, who knows when I'll have time to do that, but I need to do that, and I need to do it before it's done. Yeah, because the episodes were, like, really short, and they're getting a little longer, and now the last three episodes are going to be an hour each. So we're all excited. Ooh, okay. So if you could do it, if you can handle it to do it by Friday or this weekend, (laughs) (laughs) or, or binge it all this weekend so you have, like, the newest... One and then two episodes left. So that's on Disney Plus, of course. Then then yep. after this, we're gonna get um uh Winter Soldier and uh what's the other guy's yeah. name? Falcon and Winter Soldier. Falcon and Winter we get that like right after, like the next week or something like that. So hopefully that's good. I don't know. I'm not as excited, but I'll take it. Like you know what I'm saying? Yeah, like I'll take it. I'll take it. Um, another thing I watched was Monarca. Did we talk about this? I don't know. It's on Netflix and you have to do the same thing. Put it on Spanish subtitles. I, I know Spanish, but because when I watch something that's so regional, I always have subtitles up just in case because of slang and certain things I might not know. So basically it's, um, Kind of like Mexican dynasty, but not as cheesy, right? So it's like narcos mixed in with a dynasty of um, tequila brand dynasty. The daughter left a long time ago to the States, but her dad calls her back for some reason. She's been gone for 20-something years. Nobody knows under what circumstance she left, but she comes back because it's her and two brothers, and, you know, the dad wants her to run the company and then some other shit happens. It's well done. It's well shot. Um, Salma Hayek is like one of the producers, um, which doesn't mean shit. You know, she's kind of trash, but just putting on the caliber of like, yeah, yeah, you know, uh-huh. who's behind it and stuff. It is so good. I recommend. <laughs> okay, I recommend. I'm totally going to check that out. Thank yeah. you. So That's it's like Narcos, but Tequila Dynasty type shit. Like in present day, like in present day, rich people, like it's great. Scandal okay. upon scandal is great. I finally watched Industry. Did we talk about that last time? Uh, you might have started it. I have been very curious about it. Oh, we talked about it. Oh, we talked about it on the postcard bitches thread. Yeah. And then you're like, oh, people are like, no, blah, blah, blah. I watched it. I really like it and I'm excited for season two. It's just kind of like an inside look into. Young kids today making it abroad in a financial world. So, like, it's kind of like, it kind of gives you kind of, not that there's a family, but kind of like succession vibes. Like, people backstabbing people to get ahead and being young and being, like, just starting in that financial world. You know, a lot of sex and drugs and... Uh-huh. figuring shit out and morals and stuff like that at a young age. It's just fascinating. I was like, this is how huh. it is right now to be young. I don't know. It's, I like it. It's kind of just slow. It's just there, but I like that type of shit. I recommend. Okay, yeah. Uh-huh. All right. Interesting. Uh, uh, last time we talked about euphoria special yeah. episode part one. And I know. And then I saw that there was a, a special episode part two and I was like, Ritzy's going to love this. 
Did you watch it? No, still haven't watched it. I fucking love it so much. And this one's about Jules. And Jules is, in real life, is a trans girl. And she plays a trans girl in the show. So when I was watching this, I was like, what? I was like, who wrote this? Because it is like, it feels like she wrote it. Like, it feels like she's talking from experience. Uh, She wrote it because she was on lockdown and was going crazy in LA. So she bought a truck and drove it across the country. And when she was like South Carolina or somewhere on the East Coast, like Southeast Coast or whatever, she was having like issues and she was doing research on local mental institutions she could check herself into. And then um, the showrunner, uh, Sam Levinson, called her he's like what are you doing she's like oh i'm looking to check myself into these mental institutions she was like we gotta do yours because they recorded these during covid right during lockdown uh-huh, uh-huh. so the, uh-huh. she's like let's why don't you write your episode so she wrote huh. the episode she's never written anything before and she said during lockdown she took the master class of shonda rhymes on how to write a show before no and then way. wrote this amazing episode. Wow. I love that story. And now I'm looking up Shonda Rhimes masterclass because I feel like I want to take that too. Not that I'm ever actually going to do it, but it sounds interesting. Yeah. So it is fantastic on a whole nother level just because of her and her story. But I mean, I pulled a quote from it. You know what I'm saying? Like it's, it's that good. Um, it just, ah, they just, they just do great stuff. So huh. on it, that's on HBO. Another thing okay. that I watch on HBO that you fucking have to watch. You okay. have to. And it's not okay. going to be a TED. I don't think it's going to be a TED. Maybe. Okay. You never know. It's called Veneno. Okay. From Spain on HBO. You have to watch it. Do the same shit. Do not yeah. watch it dubbed. You have to go okay. watch it in Spanish. Put subtitles. Uh-huh. Veneno is about a real-life person, Cristina La Veneno, trans woman, super fucking popular in Spain. Her story, I have never cried so much oh my God. watching a series. Tears of, of, of pain and loss, tears of joy. I've never cried so much. <laughs> Wow. Okay. It is so good because what happened was a book came out um, uh-huh. and then they wanted to make it a story. The people that they that they the casting is so on point. I was okay. like, how do they find motherfuckers that look like her and that could also act uh-huh. the acting in this? And then the person and then after the fact, I found out that the person who's who I thought was playing her best friend in her story is the actual real Baca, her real friend. Uh, okay. And then she had a lit, like, her life is tragic. There's some huh. highlights, but her life is so tragic. So it is so amazing. I r- highly recommend it to everyone. The last episode, I was in uh, the Supernatural Bears room. We had a sleepover over there. We're trying to change it up. And I'm bawling next to my computer, just bawling. And then Miosito walks in and he was like, are you okay? Because he thought something had happened to me. And I was pointing at the computer trying to mumble like, it's the TV. I'm watching a show. He just rolls his eyes and walks out. (laughs) It is so good. Okay. And and then I did a deep dive and then looked into the real people. And then there's a cameo from some of the real people. It's... I, I cannot say enough. Veneno, okay. which means okay. venom. And Cristina la veneno. And then you and then you do a deep dive and you could see the real footage that they portray. The story seems uh-huh. unbelievable, first and foremost. Okay. But then you watch it and you're just like, what? And then you watch the real video. And then I watched did another deep dive and saw they were having when it was airing in Spain, they'd have like a uh, like a watch party thing with the actors and the directors and the this and that da 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 da, and then they'll show side by side 
footage of what they filmed and like uh-huh. what really happened, you could look it up. You're just like these motherfuckers, dude. Oh I can't wait for you to okay. watch it. It's like everyone should watch this shit. So Veneno on HBO Max. And Menarca. I think these are things that I'm, and with all of my spare time, WandaVision, for sure. Yeah, so yeah. it sounds like I need to get busy. You need to get on this shit. Um, so just make sure when you get Veneno, first episode, just have tissues, like, ready, at the ready. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, so the, the uh, two, three things. Ted Lasso, we didn't talk about that. I looked at our notes. Oh, I'm my not, God. I don't have Apple Plus. I've heard great things. You have to, you have to watch it, do a, do a, uh, um, a trial on the Apple Plus okay, okay, and watch uh-huh. Ted Lasso. I think for you, I think too, when you need a little something that's like a hug, yeah, you know, because yeah. <laughs> maybe you've been working really hard or you know, uh-huh. prepping or whatever. Like, I think Ted Lasso would do you do you wonders. It's it was I watched it at the end of last year, um, and it was the hug that I needed. Okay. <laughs> The yeah, it's, the, okay, it's, a, it's it. the TV hug that you need, like the good stuff. Um, and then, as I mentioned, we do the the sleepovers. And on the yep. weekends, what we do, because we don't watch TV while we're eating, but on the weekends for lunch and dinner, we have a computer and we watch things while we're eating lunch and dinner. But it's like a food show. So we watched, we were watching oh. Nailed It. We watched uh-huh. all the Nailed It, so there was no more. So I was like, I need something else to watch. So I heard the host of this show, because it's a brand new show called Best Leftovers Ever. Okay. <laughs> so basically, three cooks on the same level, whether they're just home cooks or they're actually chefs. And then it's two different challenges, and it's real leftovers. And they have to make them like a gourmet meal, something completely different. I recommend. Mm, okay. It's fun. It's only a few episodes, so we finished that. So then we just finished this weekend, American BBQ Showdown. That sounds like something I would enjoy very much. I think you and Ted would love this show because this one is. I love some BBQ. This is just like hosted by two legends in the game. One woman, I forget her name, but she's like the pork lady, right? And known around the, the country as like pork lady and then the other dude he's from LA um who is like a pit master who even though he was born uh, born in LA he would spend summers at his grandma's in Texas so he brought Texas BBQ to the west coast and Uh he's um he's like I said pit master and then he also has a chain of BBQ restaurants in Australia and okay. it's uh, they start off with like, I don't know, maybe it was like 10 contestants and then they end up with just the one. OK. And, it, and they have all kinds of people on there and it's it's great. It is a great show. Huh. OK. And you learn a lot. I learned a lot, too. Well, we we um, we're of two separate camps in that I like trying to I don't have any special equipment or anything, but I like trying to replicate barbecue stuff at home. And um, Ranger Ted is like he's from Texas. He's like, no, can't do it. <laughs> oh, he'll lo- I think he'll really like this show. And there's some great people on there. And you're like, you just want them to win. You know what I'm saying? And okay. uh yeah, it's camaraderie. You know, there's no drama. There's no major drama. You know what I'm saying? It's just uh-huh. good old barbecue cooking. Uh, yep. All right. You can't fake it, you know? So mm-hmm. I recommend that. Um, but yeah, I think that's it for the TVs. Have anything okay. of note? Yeah, that's, I feel like that's a lot. Yeah. Well, it's been a while. It's been a while. I know. And it's like the holidays. You get to watch a lot of movies. Yeah. Um, did you watch, there was, um, obviously the big Christmas thing, Wonder Woman? No, no, I heard it was trash. Oh, you didn't watch it. It was mildly amusing at times, but overall it kind of sucked. Yeah, that's what I heard. And I have no yeah. desire. Yeah, wasn't, uh, like, I wasn't feel great. like I'm not missing anything. You're not. <laughs> nope, you're not. Um, so yeah, there was that, uh, let's see, what else have we been watching? Um, oh, 
The Dig. What's The Dig? The Dig was on Netflix. It had um, Ray Fiennes, Ralph Fiennes, mm. um, and uh, Carrie Mulligan. Uh. Carrie Mulligan, who you can't swing a dead cat to avoid at this point in time. Yeah. Um, and it's about, it's based on a true story. It's about a woman, a, um, she's some sort of gentry in England. And, um, she believed there's like what looks like kind of burial mounds or something on her property. And she wants someone to excavate them. And the British museum won't. And like the local museum won't, it's just about to be world war two. And I think it's two. And, um, she finally finds somebody to come do it and it's a story of like you know the the archaeological dig that they do and um i talked to some people who were like oh my god you have to watch this it's so great and i watched it and i will say it's very great for old people oh (laughs) is it a true story yes if you are a 65 year old person this is your movie (laughs) why why is it i just thought i mean it's it moved really slowly it was it was very quality. It was very high quality. It was interesting. I felt like I learned something, but I was like, yeah, it's a great movie for old people. Like, <laughs> it was okay for me. I just added I it just, to my list. That's funny. Yeah, if you're like if you're like 25 years old and you're listening to this, don't don't do it. You're gonna be like, oh my god, next, what's on the tickety talk? Like, you're gonna be over it. Okay. Um, the dig. But but it was um, it was very well done. It felt like a master. It felt like masterpiece theater. <laughs> oh well, I'm all about that, so I might love yeah, it. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so let's see. There was that. I feel like we've watched more stuff that I can't think of. Oh, one night in Miami. Oh yeah. What did you think? I just saw that. Um, I thought that the acting was really great. I thought that it was it was a good movie. Yeah. It wasn't. It wasn't great. I thought that the acting was really good. Yeah, it wasn't like, uh, oh my god, you have to see One Night no. in Miami. No. But I just wanted the, to support my girl. Yeah, and the people, the men who played um, Malcolm X, Muhammad Ali, Sam Cooke, and Jim Brown were all like on point. So, so on good. Point. Yeah. So good. Um, I was really, I was really impressed with the, the casting and the acting. Um, and I think that unfortunately the only one that was nominated for a golden globe was the guy who played Sam Cooke, who was really good. Uh, Leslie from uh, Hamilton. Yes. But I thought that the guy who played Muhammad Ali was pretty damn good. And, um, Jim Brown was awfully good too. So. Yeah, I love Malcolm X, that actor, Kensley Ben-Adir. I love him. And I I thought him as Malcolm X was perfect. They all really looked like the people they were portraying. I was pretty impressed. Wouldn't, I wouldn't have, if you had showed me pictures of them, not like in their role with the hair and the makeup and all that, I would have been like, hmm, don't really see it. But once they were in there, I was like, oh, yes. Oh, yes. Very good. I also saw a a short little four minute thing where um, Jim Brown, the real Jim Brown, goes back to that hotel room. Um, And it's kind of like a museum now. And they have pictures Uh of the people that were in there that one night. That's interesting. Yeah. So I was like, oh, this is real. That's awesome. Um, Yeah. Uh, Regina. Regina King. She can, you know. She She can do no wrong. Do no wrong. I love her. Um, we last night we watched Palm Springs. Oh, how was that? Um, I thought that it was enjoyable. Oh, really? Uh, it was. It's fairly light, but and the ending, the ending is a little bit of a like, wait, what? And then there is like an extra ending in the middle of the credits that, like, just when I was like, ooh, I think my brain is wrapped around this because it's a bit of a brain twister. Oh, okay. And then, and then there's like a final scene in the credits, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Now nothing makes sense to me. Oh, okay. Didn't know it was like that. Yeah. So be sure to stick around for that. Okay. And then when you watch that, let's please discuss so that I can get your hot take on it because it made no fucking sense. But otherwise, it was a it was a fun movie. Would you watch it on? It was all the rage to watch, um, drive-in style here during lockdown. But then oh. there was a an uproar because I'm in Palm Springs. Uh, because they said they really didn't film here. 
No, it's um, it's like in Twenty Nine Palms ish, like more that area. Yeah, and they're like, uh, could have brought the movie, the money here. Um, I'm gonna, I'm gonna uh, add it to watch it because I do want to watch it, but I didn't know anyone that had seen it, so I was like, ah, eh, nah. yeah. Yep, I like we're kind of in the headspace of let's try to watch this Golden Globe stuff. Mm, 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 mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, um, anything else? And I see. I see that you jotted down what's going to be one of our next ones that we watch, which is Promising Young Woman that we really want to see. Yes, I can't. Let's talk about that for sure next episode after you see it. I okay. paid the money because I heard her on Armchair Expert. I believe it was. Okay. I think it was Armchair Expert. And I heard her and I was like, yeah, uh, yeah, I want to see this for sure. And uh, it was fun. <laughs> okay. Because I was like, oh, I want to watch Female Revenge for sure. Yeah. Oh, f- yes, for sure. That's what I, I need th- in my life. And it, uh, it was like, oh, my God. It was kind of like, yeah, it did what it had to do. So I recommend, and I'm excited to talk about it. But the person that she was ta- that I wanted to watch it because she was talking about working with Emerald Fennell, who wrote and directed the movie, and that's why she wanted to be associated with it because um, she's like she's just amazing. They were gushing over her, and then they were like, "Well, I'm sure someone that's so accomplished because she was a showrunner for Killing Eve. She also plays Camila, uh-huh. Camilla in The Crown." And mm-hmm. so Dax and Monica were like, oh, but she, someone so accomplished is so busy. She she probably her family life or, you know, it's probably and she and Carrie uh, Mulligan was like, no, she she has this amazing family and <laughs> she's supportive and she's such a good friend. <laughs> like they're just saying how amazing this woman is. Huh. And I was like, wow, like she wrote and directed this. She was a showrunner. For, like she did all this stuff. It's good what times. Good times. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I, I have heard great things about that, and I'm very eager to watch it. Yeah. Um, anything else? Um, no, that's it for me. There's probably other things, but nothing. There there were actually some other things that I was like, I'm just not going to talk about them because they weren't that great. Like, yeah. I, there's too much shit in the world for me, unless it's like, never watch this. Yes. Never like a warning, a public service yeah. announcement to yeah. never watch it. So, I, so there's a movie that, my friend is a producer on that's uh, called Summer of Soul or When the Revolution Could Not Be Televised, which is okay. also Questlove's directorial debut. And he's been working on my friend's been a producer on this and has been working on it for I think it's been a couple of years. And I, you know, didn't know too much about it. I just know it was music related and he was going to be um interviewing Stevie Wonder and everybody knows how much I love Stevie Wonder and he was like okay he's like we were supposed to interview him but um the lawyer started lawyering lawyering so we could we end up canceling he was like we're gonna do it on Tuesday and I was like how did it go and he's like ah it didn't happen because the lawyers and then it happened he was like he looks good he looks slimmer than he was I was like be I go be safe we're wear a mask like don't get him sick da 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 Mm-hmm. So then um, if they they get into Sundance Film Festival, which is kind of a bummer because I think it would have been his first time. They, they don't get to go to it, you know, and do the whole mm-hmm. thing. But it was virtual, which meant that I got to attend and it was sold out. All of their um, showings were sold out. They, were, they got the, the honor of premiering opening up the festival and it was sold out. And I was like, do you think they're going to open tickets? And he's like, I don't know. Turns out a couple of days before they opened tickets and he, he texted me or tweet tweeted me or something like that. And I was like, Holy shit. So as I am trying to get in and get tickets, I bite my nail and I chip a tooth. (laughs) Yeah. I, I guess I didn't tell you. I chipped my tooth. One that had already been bonded. So I think that's why it got chipped. So, but I got the ticket. <laughs> I got the ticket and it was the first showing, the premiere showing. And there was a Q&A afterwards because, you know, I love a panel. Yep. And um, this fucking movie just got acquired. It won uh, the Grand Jury Prize, which is major 
for Sundance, uh-huh. and it also uh-huh. won the Audience Award for Documentary uh, Category, yeah. and it just got acquired for $12 million by Searchlight and Hulu. So we'll be, you guys will be able to see it later on this year, hopefully. Um, this movie is about yet something else. Remember when um, Hidden Figures came out, and you're like, what? That happened? Black yeah. women uh-huh. helped? Da-da-da-da. Yeah. You're going to be like, what? To this movie. So basically, okay. it's about the 1969 Harlem Cultural Festival. 300,000 people in Harlem, free concert, top-notch performers, a cultural revolution was happening. It was like the end of this going into the 60s, Black Power. It was a couple of days before Woodstock. It was like the same day or the day after um, the moon landing the moonwalk and shit and you're like what yeah all this footage has been sitting in a in a storage unit for over 50 years and would probably have been like someone would have tossed it wow but they got this they got this stuff and you can anyone can have footage but it's how you put it together and the stories that you you know so Questlove is a dj He's a, a nerd. If you haven't listened to his podcast, Quest Love Supreme, he, him and his crew nerd the fuck out. They notice all kinds of things. I love it. And he nerded out on this and he put something amazing together in a way that the rhythm of it and how he, I don't know if you ever heard, uh, if you watched um, Lovecraft. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh-huh. It might have been the first time you were introduced to uh, Gil St- Scott Heron's song, Whitey on the Moon. Uh-huh. I, I hope that for many people it wasn't the first time, but I imagine that for many of them it was. It was. So there's a section in this amazing documentary with these uh, fucking, like, next-level performances. It, it's like um, uh, Gladys Knight and the Pips. They weren't even big stars. They performed here. Like, like crazy shit like that. Stevie Wonder just like going crazy. One of the highlights is uh, Nina Simone performing. And you're just like, this is history right here. What she did, what she said. Yeah, Yeah. Like shit like that. And then there's a section in the documentary that you're like, oh, this is. Why are you on the moon? <laughs> and I won't uh-huh. say anything else. But this explains. This is the yep, yep. the evidence to why are you on the moon. Yep. A visual explanation, visual audio explanation of why are you on the moon. So I cannot wait for you guys to see this. It oh, is can't. fucking next level. I kept thinking about it like how? If it wasn't for them, we would never know about this shit. And then they had people that were in the crowd during that time. Performers talking to them and they're crying. I mean, cause it was a moment and, uh-huh. they, and they felt like because no one knew about it, no one talks about it. It's not written about that. It was like, it didn't happen. And here it is. It happened. And I can't wait for you guys to see it. Summer soul or when the re- revolution could not be televised. My friend is Joseph Patel, uh, also known as Jazzbo, jazz Beasy. That's how I know him. And, um, I'm super hyped for them. They keep winning awards and getting all these things, and it's good to see good people win, you know? Well, and you're, if you're, you're a moron if you're Hulu and you don't, re- and you don't release the Summer of Soul this summer. So hopefully we get to hopefully. see it in a couple months. Hopefully. Um, one other movie, uh, two more movies, real quick Malcolm and Marie. It's all the rage. Everyone's talking about it. Sam Levinson, that does Euphoria, wrote and directed yeah. it. Zendaya okay. is in it. David Washington is in it. It's Heard just about it. Just them two. Um, re- it's d- recorded during COVID. Just them two in a house, black and white. My friend was like, "Oh, have you seen it? The music is on point." And I was like, "Who do who do do you know who did sup- uh, supervision?" Before watching the movie, I looked it up. I was like, "Oh, of course, Jen Malone, who I hope to interview one day." She does music supervision for Euphoria, Atlanta, a bunch of different shit. Uh, a white, a white woman with impeccable music taste. She does okay. the music for this. Um, 
one thing to note is that it was recorded during COVID, so they had like super stripped down cast. It was basically an independent film, so Zendaya and David Washington and Sam all put money to make it happen. So they're producers, mm-hmm. and they put the, up front of the money to make it happen because they believed in it. And they did something that is pretty rare, is that because of COVID, they gave their skeleton crew that they hired that mostly came from Euphoria points on the film. Mm, that's, so, that's so cool. Right? Yeah. So points on the film. And it it's a conversation starter because people are like, fuck that shit. And da, da, da. It's just two people that are arguing. You see the beginning to the end of the argument. And there's times when, when I was watching it and I paused it and I was like, Telling me, I see that. I go, remember that one time you said some similar bullfucking shit like this to me? <laughs> <laughs> so I'm interested if you ever see it, if anyone's seen it, what your take on it was and stuff like that. Um, I don't know. It, 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 I think it's a must watch just to be part of the conversation. Uh, Zendaya does an amazing job. Um, the music is great. It's gorgeous. Gorgeous to look at. So Malcolm huh, Marie okay. on okay. the Netflix. And then the last one I just saw yesterday, which I was super excited about. And um, nah, Judas and the Black Messiah. Uh-huh. I watched that. That is on HBO Max. It just got released on the 12th. Um, and? I didn't. It was not what I expected because of what perspective I mm. didn't know that it was from a certain person's perspective, and I was upset about it because okay. I, I, but not the perspective you wanted. No, and Daniel um, Kaluuya is amazing in it. I think He's he great. does really good work. And uh, but other than that, I don't know. No. Hmm. And then just two movies that are going to come out that I can't wait. Uh, on on demand on February twenty sixth is um, Minati. Uh huh. How to write it down? How you say it? It's with Steve Yoon, Glenn from Walking Dead. I hear nothing he, but amazing things, and I heard that it's fucking cry fest. He plays like a farmer, maybe in the Midwest. Yeah, so they, it's like yeah. an American story of immigrants coming to America and starting yeah. a life. Um, okay. So I'm excited to see that. It's directed by Lee Isaac Chung. And then another okay. one is Cherry that doesn't come out until March on Apple Plus. Um, but, you know, these are going to be in later on this month in anyone that still has theaters. Um, Tom Holland stars in it and is directed by the Russo brothers. And it's about coming home and having PTSD and being a drug addict. A true story uh, about someone that's still alive. How do you not see those people associated with that and not want to watch it? Yeah. And they said it was, he said it was super awesome and easy, easier to work with because it was such on a smaller scale compared to Spider-Man. And now they're, they finished this, this is out and about and uh, they're filming Spider-Man now. So I'm excited to, to watch that. I heard it's really, really good. Okay. Um... Yeah, I, you know, I'm so removed from movies that are going to be coming out that I feel like it's just going to be pleasantly surprised this year because, <laughs> I mean, it's like, oh, God, am I even going to care about Black Widow by the time it comes out? <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. And I'm just trying to catch up to movies that I feel like are going to be nominated, you know, now that they moved yeah. the 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 time frame for, for the Oscars and stuff and you know, oh, I know we did. miss a lot of things. I didn't know that. They did? Yeah, because usually the Oscars are now. Yeah. So are they just not doing them? I think they're, I think from what I remember, I think they're, mo- they just moved them. Interesting. Let's see, Oscars 2021. Sounds like I should be nerding out a little bit harder on this and know a- it. April 25th. <clears throat> yeah, we, because we've been, we've been wondering a little bit, like, where are the Oscars? Don't they usually announce their shit by now? Yeah. So April 25th. And um, they did a short list, I think, already. And uh, yeah, the short list was announced six days ago. So we'll see what happens. But these are the movies that I've been watching that are 
supposedly yeah. contenders, right? So I want to see yeah. see the work since oh. there's time. Um, but yeah, that's it for the movies, kids. And that's I think that's it for me. Yeah, I mean, it's a lot. There's actually a few things that we didn't talk about that we'll just save for next time. Yeah. Um, but this is good. We had a lot to catch up on. And um, I think a lot of people um, like us have probably <laughs> spent the holidays watching some stuff. So tell us what you've been watching. Like, yeah. what do you recommend? I'm, 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 uh, I'm here. I'm open. Yeah. Tell me. Break it down. Yeah. Um, we did rewatch Godless. Ah, because we talked about that last time. Uh, yeah, that was awfully good. It's good shit. Um, but yeah, it's not like there's nothing to watch. Yeah, there's plenty to watch, <laughs> and you know, especially with the all the things that we've that we're paying for, they're adding so much more. Like just HBO Max alone, you can go down. Yeah, decades and decades of shit. You can go down some rabbit holes. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. All right then. So is that is that is that it for for this episode? I think that's it for this episode. All right. Cool beans. Peace out, nerds. <laughs>